Welcome to the ECG Podcast, a show where some East Coast buddies who have never met in person gather remotely once a week to hang out and talk about our love of video games and other shared interests. I'm one of your hosts, Chris Waterman. On this week, June the 18th, we will be talking about E3, doing our postmortem and going over our predictions, some of which we nailed, some of which not so much. And I'll be giving my Ratchet and Clank impressions, answering the questions from the other fellows here. And uh, we hope you p pitch in on the comments and, and uh, let us know what you want to know about that game, because it is great. I'm joined this evening by Mr. Adam Gumbert from Lexington, Kentucky. Howdy, partner. How you doing? Got Mr. Zach Cassell from Boston, Massachusetts, back from vacation. Welcome back, Zach. Why, thank you. Good to be here. And absent uh, on the screen and on audio, probably for a couple of minutes here, we got Mr. George Arevalo from Miami, Florida. And what's up? Uh, what's up? What up? What up? <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Got him. And here we go. So E3 has come and gone. Uh, we got a lot of looks at a lot of different games across a lot of different platforms. I'm going to start off by scoring our predictions, and then we'll we'll do general impressions and and just talk about some of the highlights for for each of us. So, as a quick recap, uh, starting with Adam, uh, his predictions included Final Fantasy VII Integrate launching on Xbox this year. That's a big nope. Uh, as far as E3, it very well could be, but as far as E3, uh, he nailed Starfield being an Xbox exclusive and launching in 2022. So, well done, Adam. He did say gameplay, but we're going to give him credit because I think the two of those things are, are warrant in my book uh, a point. Street Fighter V, uh, PC, PS5, and PS4 exclusive. No look at that. Battlefield Six will look cool to Adam. Not only did it look cool to Adam, but it looked cool to all of us as well. So uh, he uh, is getting points for that. We did not see a Fire Axis Marvel game. Uh, did not see GTA Six, and there was no Baldur's Gate 3.1 trailer. So that is a total of two points for Mr. Adam. Not bad. Not bad at all. We all no, I can't. This is going to be horrible. <laughs> yeah, it's funny looking back. Uh, you know, it seemed at the I'm like two points. It's not great. But I'm thinking back at some of these predictions of two points actually pretty good. So yeah, yeah you we like to go a little win. wild with these. It's fun to speculate and pie it's in the sky. Fun. Right. You but, know, the, the weirdest one for me will continue. But that there were no fighting games really announced there was that tekken uh smash brothers crossover at the nintendo event but yeah, yeah. you're right Lar a dlc character yeah but there was no ed boon thing there was no capcom fighting game there was nothing yeah it was uh yeah quiet yeah that's true except for smash but i feel like you can almost always count unless it's just an exclusive uh nintendo direct for a specific game smash just seems to be in like all of them these days uh so moving on to zach speaking of, of zach uh, Zach predicted we would see Bioshock 4 and it would be a timed exclusive to Xbox. Nope. Gotham Knights beta. Nope. Oh, man. <laughs> Fable full reveal. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Rockstar new open world game. Nope. Gear hey. 6. Nope. <laughs> hey, these are both. Nope. <laughs> these are all like great things that should have happened. You know what I'm saying? That's what, that's what we were all hoping for. And the one prediction I do need to quickly uh, look up is that uh, Back for Blood would clean up in the like awards, like so uh, for like E3 game of show. I know it didn't get IGNs. Um, let me quickly look at. 
It's got to be on like their their page or something, right? If they had it on E3, you mean? Yeah, there were uh, official E3 rewards. That might be the place to look. All right, I am taking a look here. Or actually, if somebody doesn't mind looking for me, in case I don't. I'm find on their it. web. I'm on Back for Blood's website. Okay. Yeah, see what you could dig out. That might be somewhere it would get you give us some credit. That's all right, man. Like we we, we appreciate the. Uh, I, I would have been hyped for most of those uh, announcements. So. Uh, I take no um, solace in, you know, the uh, oh, probably like across the board fail there <laughs> on predictions, <Yeah>. Zach, <laughs> because I, I would have loved to see some of this stuff. Uh, moving on to George, we had ME4. Uh, I don't know why I said ME. It's because I have it uh, abbreviated. Mass Effect 4, longer trailer, Shepard main character. Unfortunately not. Switch Pro 2 out by fall. Mm, definitely nothing doing there. Uh, more uninspiring Halo Infinite gameplay. Uh, much to our delight, wrong there because yeah. we all fucking loved the the look at the multiplayer and the the story trailer. You know, even though there was no gameplay, like I thought it was a nice little tone piece. Like it definitely, like I think, made me more excited for the campaign than the stuff that I saw before. Um, you know, featuring Ma- Master Chief uh, and kind of having that little personal moment. I think was a good touch. Uh, CD Projekt Red absent nailed it there. Um, I don't think their if their name was uttered um, during that entire conference. So nice uh, prediction there. Elder Scrolls trailer uh, we did not get, nor did we get any update on the Lucasfilm games. There was no PUBG two, so a point for George. Uh, nicely <laughs> job. Uh, moving on to mine, uh, Microsoft acquisition of a Japanese studio. Nope. Hot, uh, hotline Miami 3, nope. And with the added uh, stinger of getting completely owned by Devolver Digital uh, at their showcase, taking the absolute piss with the Hotline Miami 3 fan request box that they showed, and then they kicked it over or set it on fire or something like that. Was uh, I was like, oh man! <laughs> like not only did I not get the reveal, but uh, you know they they totally made fun of me. Uh, avowed out this year, negative on that one. Some stuff that I did get correct. Elden Ring uh, showed off beyond Good and Evil 2 not being at the show. And then Hades uh, launching on Game Pass on Xbox. Uh, A couple of other misses. uh, No Splinter Cell. um, No Jedi Fallen Order 2 T's. So I'm also sad that we didn't Not yet. You could get that ADA play in July. I have no points. Let's just put it that way. All right. I've been looking. I'm seeing nothing. If you can't (laughs) find find it. it either. I couldn't (laughs) find it. So okay, so uh, was a Horizon Five though one most overall anticipated, which blows my mind. I mean, I've never played a Forza game, and I'm definitely gonna play that. Like, it's the most excited I've been for a Forza game. It just looks so awesome. I skipped right past that. I didn't even watch it. The racing shit I could care less about. So beautiful. The goofy. I'm not even worried about that. In no way, shape, or form am I gonna spend 15 minutes or however long the end of that was watching them talk about a racing game yeah i uh, just watch the sizzle reel like with like the like the game modes that are fun like like they're the bowling pins and like some of the other shit looks really really cool also like when they do like the what you, lo- you think you're looking at a picture of like a valley in mexico and then they're just the cars zoom by that was incredible uh so by my reckoning that is three points for me two for adam one for george and a big old goose egg for zach hey that was fun like i you know it's always a bummer when all our hopes and dreams don't come true at E3, but there's always next year or, you know, the game awards. Like, so I'm know, playing it so safe next year. 
despair not. I mean, EA Play, EA Play could have some of the things that we put in there. So they could, yeah, they they definitely could. That's true. Um, especially like the Fallen Order, the Mass Effect, like you are definitely very possible to be shown there. Um, so cool. Uh, moving on to just general impressions, what did you guys think of E3 this year? I have my thoughts on Guardians of the Galaxy. I came out of nowhere, huh? I didn't expect well, it. Well, we knew they were working on it, but like it had been so like because I think all we got was like a logo reveal or something, right? Yeah, like, right. Like when prior... we got that Avengers logo, we got that logo too. That's like when we first heard about it, and then it went radio silent. Yeah, I thought I that totally was vaporware. I thought it was vaporware. Like I didn't quite forget about it, but like I just assumed that game probably got canceled or like was having difficulties. And here it straight is. up single player though, like you and you build relationships with your, with your whole crew and everything. Like that sounds awesome to me looks funny like genuinely like like they've got some some humor like there uh uh i listened to the the music that on our live show was like music change for licensing purposes and they definitely are sourcing some pop songs and like rock songs and stuff so that's cool um i need a hero is definitely the one that they've been using on all the adverts which are already like all over third time that song's been heard this week I know it's like in a lot of stuff. I haven't watched. I know it was in Loki, right? I haven't watched yeah, that. It's in Loki, and it's in something else too, right? Yeah, there was another pop culture thing he was in. Uh, oh yeah. yeah, Loki has been. I haven't watched it yet. Don't say anything. I'm I'm yeah. waiting for a couple episodes to build up. Like I prefer to do. I did that for Falcon and Winter Soldier, and I'm like I'm so glad. Like it just worked better for me that way. Um. Also about Guardians. Guardians looks cool. Uh. Only good thing at that press conference. I'm sorry. I hated that Square press conference. There were some things that were all right, but it was really Guardians and the rest of it. I could fucking never see that again, and I'll be fine. Yeah, I agree. I think every uh, conference, like besides Microsoft and Nintendo, I mean, Microsoft, you guys can pitch way in here. First of all, I feel like they stole the show. I mean, and not that it was a high bar to clear this year by any means, but I feel like it was just trailer after trailer after trailer couple quick little blurbs here and there but like they just brought the heat like again this year with a lot of stuff no matter where, where your interests lay like there was something in that conference i feel like if you're into video games you probably had something to be yeah. excited about i i agree i um i was trying to like look back and see if it was just like me being biased that that's the the one that we were covering but it was yeah it wasn't even close it was by far the best showing um and but they had to like they had to, they had all the pressure on them to, to, to put something together. They've kind of gotten apart from the halo stuff. They've kind of gotten a pass, you know, because they've been working more on the service than delivering the games. And now they, they showed a good, the good bit. I wouldn't say it was like a 10 out of 10. It wasn't perfect, but uh, they definitely, they definitely did a good job getting people hyped up. Um, the, the, the best of which was their halo presentation was, that was awesome, you know, to get people back on, um, back hype for that game um was huge for sure they they needed a big win after after last year and i think they definitely got that so i, I would agree it was the best one by far not even close i'd ar- i'd argue that the rest of e3 was kind of mediocre to not so great for the most part besides that 
I think Nintendo and Devolver are about neck and neck for me. Devolver for charm points for sure. Nintendo because they did have a couple of big announcements for me like anyway that I, I really De- liked. But... Devolver gets the nod for me just because of what Nintendo has to offer compared to Devolver. Like you, they should not be neck and neck. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So they, those two those two companies should not be neck and neck. So and it was fine. It's just I just I don't think I don't know that Nintendo just had any real surprises. I mean I don't know if we were expecting a 2D metroid game but we were kind of expecting a metroid game so it kind of took a little bit of the surprise factor but pretty cool that i think is pretty cool i think that, the metroid that, was that definitely the best that was the best thing at the nintendo for sure yeah yeah the fact that it's kind of like sci-fi horror too like yeah like, i'm like that's that's exciting you know to do like i mean it's about time they kind of have a habit of ignoring some of their biggest franchises at these events you know um but yeah it was it was pretty cool to see that too so popping back to Microsoft um, for a bit, uh, my entire timeline was filled with people that were so, so excited for Halo just because they're like, well, even if this campaign just flops, like the multiplayer looks so good. Like like it was it dragged up so much nostalgia, I think, for everybody that like, especially in that Halo 2 era, like that's just, it just what it reminded me of. I was like, man, this is giving me Halo 2 vibes, like the the big giant capture the flag maps like. It matches like some of the team slayer stuff that you could tell like um it just it looks like a fucking blast and it looked great too i mean like graphically it looked great um some of the like the mechanics and stuff they showed off on weapons and things like that but uh i think they were smart to focus on that like it, especially if they're not ready to show off like the campaign like you could argue it's a little bit of a, a a safe move but i think smart is probably the word i would go with because we haven't seen the multiplayer in action and like it it's going to be free 120 fps like i think uh is all good news you know for that game and that game needed uh like a win you know to kind of get it back into the conversation in a positive way 100 percent. i'm super excited for that and just off of the multiplayer alone uh, it, it was a safe move on their part but it was smart like if the if they knock it if they knock it out of the park with the multiplayer you'll get people buying into the the single player you know you'll, you'll get people that'll jump on that um especially since it looks like they're approach to the single player is still very much like experimental right like they're kind of uh jumping into uncharted waters with the way that they're going to approach this single player experience so if you make the multiplayer awesome and give some incentive to play that um you'll get enough people you know purchasing the game in full um and jumping right on that so i i think it was a, it was a great showing um i was i would say like it was safe but i felt like they showed us a lot in that in that multiplayer uh montage you know i I like the feel of the montage from like back in the day you still had the simple like design but it seemed like it it had evolved you know with some of the things that they could do showing us some of the trick plays um you know launching a sword over to you you know to your teammate kind of thing all that that just looked awesome it just it kind of gave us the the personality and style that halo is known for um in, in this trailer so all, all good things in in that regard for sure i think the halo um showing was a 10 out of 10 it was was perfect i don't think you could have put it together any better than that yeah it looked like fun you know that's the thing like i mean fun is the word that comes to mind like when you like you know when i think back to watching that gameplay like you just that that's so real i was like man i would love to be playing this right now you know like mm-hmm. did you guys see about the how the battle passes will be set up too like they're never going to expire or anything if they last forever yeah, yeah so like that, if you that's awesome bounce for us like a season and yep. you want to like earn the 
whatever is offered on the battle pass like you can retroactively buy the old ones uh, can you have more than one going at the same time that would that would be an interesting yeah i'm not, thing I'm to not know. sure about that because if you could activate like three at once that would be kind of cool to just like it would be earn shit you know um yeah i think they said you could buy any of them at any time so maybe you can just wait three seasons buy all three and do it i don't know i'm not sure but they did say you can go back after it's over and still buy it if you want cool now do you think it's interesting that they didn't give the game a release date uh, yes yeah you hold any weight to that yeah, yeah. Hey, that's yeah that that is a uh, part of what makes the overall presentation not so you know like not as perfect as it could be like you gave a date for everything except including starfield, starfield yeah starfield's <laughs> a year later except what's arguably the most important game to come out for your uh, you know for your franchise or for, not for your franchise for your company right i think i think we can all agree halo is the most important release game that they're going to have um you know or their next most important one right um and arguably their first big one for for the xbox so that yeah. is surprising and a little disappointing and it definitely and it does worry me for sure i still see I, a world where we get multiplayer before that single player comes out i, I mean that's it's pretty much all but confirmed i mean they they basically said you're gonna get the multiplayer and the first installment of the single player experience in holiday season. Well, so, I mean, but they, they, they've they said that this is going to be like a multi-year like story yeah. that they're going to tell in chunks. But I, I, I mean, like chunks, I mean, like I could see there being no single player content this this year and them just saying like, hey, the yeah. multiplayer is ready to go. Like, here you go. Knock yourselves yeah. out. Play. Have fun. It, it wouldn't surprise me. I, I hope that they have something to go together um, because anything anything less than that like if they if they do give us i mean i'm fine with it i personally don't care because i i told i'm gonna play some multiplayer uh i'll try out the single player but i don't really care about that um for me personally but i feel like if they do that that is also making it clear once again that this game isn't ready like they're still it's still not quite there and they still had to sacrifice things so it makes it would just make me less confident in the multiplayer product um, hopefully that's not the case, but like, you know, you're now pushing something out that wasn't what you intended to push out from the beginning, despite adding an extra year to this, you know? So it, it would, uh, it would hurt some of the confidence that I'd have in the game and it would make me kind of expect some issues with the multiplayer, you know, at, at launch, I'd feel better and more confident about the game if it came out the way that it's intended to sometime this holiday season. Um, correct me if i'm wrong but don't they have like two different development teams like one doing the single player one doing the multiplayer it's completely probable that i mean if that's the case that this multiplayer was ready to go last year um i I think all the issues that they have right now are are on the the campaign side of things i don't know i don't know if that i don't know that it I don't know because of the the visuals that they showed us that wouldn't have looked good in the single player or the multiplayer you know but i don't know and I don't know if they 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 would release that. It just that would seem weird to me though that their multiplayer is ready and the single player isn't, given that the single player is not even com- is not even intended to be completed and it's still not done. I don't know. I don't know which one is well, harder to th- make. You got to think like so multiplayer like you know you have much smaller maps right like you have the weapons and the mechanics you know all the physics and stuff that go into that that like you know is all just part of the single player like i think it's completely you know plausible again that like 
you have all the stuff that you need to to put the multiplayer out, but like the things that they're struggling with the campaign could be everything from narrative issues to like them having these huge open spaces and trying to get that all like, you know, performing well on the the hardware, right? Like it's um, yeah. It's tough to speculate because you don't we don't yeah. really know exactly how they intend to pull off the single player, you know. It seems like it's completely revamped and they're doing something rather unique for this type of game. So I don't know. I guess we'll find out. We'll know more. We'll know more when it comes out. But hopefully, it all comes out as intended. I'd rather. I hope that's the case. You know. Yeah. So uh, we brought up Starfield. I think uh, uh, I'm not really sure how you guys. I was going to say I'm. I'm in the boat. It. It does. Look, I, it's not that I'm not excited for for this game, but I, I felt like to have this at E3, like you put that trailer out on a random Wednesday and surprise people. That's one thing, but like to have that in E3, it's like. Yeah, that was the first thing, right? There's e- Easter eggs and stuff like that in it. And I think all that stuff's really, really cool. But I think if you're going to have this on the stage at E3, you needed to show gameplay um, and give some more like indications on like the narrative or not have showed it yet. I think it was more about the exclusivity thing. They wanted to be like, and here's fucking Starfield and it's going to be only on Xbox. And that's that's why I think they that went that. over well from what I've seen. We've been talking about it in our Discord. Like. <laughs> yeah, we can talk about that here too. I I thought it was so. I uh, the reason why I'm 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 down on it is because uh, an E3 showing shouldn't. It had no impact on me. It did absolutely nothing for me aside of maybe like the release date. But cool. But like, does anyone take release dates these days any seriously? Anyways. It doesn't, it does nothing for me. So my, my thoughts on the game are unchanged. And sometimes that could be a good thing, right? Like I'm still, still excited about this game, but in this case, not so much of a good thing. Like this, it did absolutely nothing for me. So that's why I'm disappointed. Um, I, I'm, I wouldn't go as far personally to say that it needed gameplay, but just make that longer. You add another 30 seconds, 45 seconds to those, those visuals and those videos and cutscenes to show me a little bit more about what it like what it looks like what the what the exploration looks like what space looks like damn he just showed he just didn't show me shit you know so um so it doesn't do a whole lot for me and i was kind of disappointed at that and and it being the way that they opened it like that's that's your opening you know sequence uh i thought it was a little disappointing um i thought the outer worlds 2 trailer was better than the starfield trailer because like because of how they presented it yeah like they basically made fun of the thing that we saw earlier in the show which is like you know uh here's a bunch of stuff that has really like no relevance or meaning to you and here's like the, the the title and like you know uh, granted uh, starfield is much farther along than, than uh, yeah. the other worlds too but um yeah it didn't move the needle for me uh, one way or the other um it was uh, the release date again cool but i i think that you could have put this out like uh, on a weekday and surprise people and, and gotten people way more excited about it than at E3. I think there's certain expectations that come with a game being presented at E3. And I just don't think that they, they stuck the landing. Unfortunately, it, it could have shown us more, a little bit more. They have See, to I, have more I stuff. Think, I think that's almost. So I, I, I agree that I think Microsoft had the best overall conference, right? Like, but man, so many of those was just cg trailers man i want gameplay and like the vast majority of the trailers that they showed had zero gameplay in it and that's super disappointing and i feel that's that's what i think is missing in the form of sony because when sony used to come to e3 
when they would present their games, it was like a 10 minute chunk of gameplay and everything. And that's what got you excited for it. Like that contraband game, like I'm sure is going to be really cool, but like a co-op open world, whatever uh, from Avalanche. But like you get, like you're saying about Starfield and everything, man, it didn't even move the needle for me because I know zero about it. So like the Redfall, like at least like, it kind of gave you an idea of the world and everything like yeah, that. You have and, a really good idea of what that game is going to be like from yeah. how they did the CG trailer on that. But yeah, see, and, and that's a lot better. And I wish, I don't, I don't want to say I wish more trailers were like that. Cause I wish if they're going to present them at E3, just give us gameplay. Yeah. Um, but I mean, it's not bad to have a CG trailer or two, but uh, as, as far they were like this 37 games or whatever, and at least 30 of them had no gameplay. Which I kind of, I'm, I'm, I'm with you to an extent, but I feel like they showed gameplay footage for the games that are coming out this year. If there is another E3, um, in between now and your release date, I'm okay with, with the cinematics and the, the, the just the, the visuals and kind of letting us know this game is, is, is on its way. If there's another v, E3 or some other type of showing where you'd put it out, you know, and I'm okay with that for Starfield and Redfall and all these games um redfall is a great comparison right like i am so much more satisfied getting what i got out of redfall than than starfield and i'm honestly much more excited about that game than i am starfield um a, a game that bef- we didn't even know existed right before before this and, starfield, and they closed the show with the two yeah right? so like that's and the fact that starfield has been in the works for some time we've known about it for some time and this is what we get it's just like it just seemed a little half-assed. Like we know you guys are already hyped for this game, so just gonna give you a little tease, you know. But Redfall did such an awesome job. It's probably look it looked like it stole the show in many cases. Um, granted, there's no gameplay footage, but we're, we're gonna get it at some point. So yeah, like. It but just, you know just, what that game is gonna like? You have a good sense of that world, the characters. Like I feel like that Redfall trailer for a first look. Bro. Like way you, you you have a great sense of what that game is going to be you don't yeah. know all of it and you know there's a, still a lot of questions but like that that's a great first look at it like a you the, know game via a cgi trailer. the starfield thing was barely a step above the contraband thing like yeah. barely a step above you know that's basically what it was you know you don't show, you didn't show us anything you know but it is what it is overall they still had a good showing there are a couple of other things I want to talk about before we move out of Microsoft. Uh, one is the Sea of Thieves, Jack Sparrow slash Pirates of the Caribbean uh, expansion, which I think is going to prompt at least a couple of us on here to re-download Sea of Thieves, like to get in there. So mission accomplished there. I don't know if it's something I'll stick with, obviously long term, but fuck yeah, like I'll, I'll hop in and and play uh, the that little campaign or story and and goof off for a few nights. Like that was really really cool. I'm surprised it took this long for them to get like Pirates of the Caribbean themed stuff in into the game, right? Because yeah, soon as I soon as I heard Calypso's voice, I was like, "Oh man, dude, no way!" And then, uh, yeah, man, they say you got to rescue one man. As soon as you see him dangling the keys, you're like, "Oh yeah!" And I'm <laughs> like, "You man, I'm excited. I got I already got it downloaded. I'm ready to get back into that. I want to play that. Yeah. It's supposed to be like a pretty substantial." story piece i heard uh ecg you, live like in and see of thieves you know can you play that in, <laughs> like can you play that story through like in like co-op like with people i know it's yeah. a multiplayer mm-hmm. game 
oh man, let's fucking do it. Let's just get a bunch of four guys who haven't played a lick of Sea of Thieves just out yeah. here <laughs> being pirates of the Caribbean. Let's do it, man. Um, I'm ready. I'm ready to do some some uh, swashbuckling, getting some some little adventures. Uh, hopefully, there's pirates of the Caribbean music. If there's not, I'm definitely yeah, going to be. put that soundtrack on. You know, I'm sure it's going to be great. Uh, the other thing I wanted to talk about was replaced, which is uh, my favorite showing of the night because that's just my utter aesthetic, like for video games. That's the 2.5D kind of Blade Runner looking. Um, action platformer as i guess what i would cl- classify it based on what we saw i thought that game looked gorgeous um it had a really really compelling art style and uh just looks like a chris ass game um that's, that's the one that showed you kind of walking behind things in front of things it, it showed a little bit yeah that was a lot, that of, was a lot of depth you know to it and it looks like it's a you know kind of a gritty like future noir story absolutely um, anybody else here eager to check that out? George, I know you're a little bougie, as you say, about your uh, your games. Is that something that you would play? Yeah. it's. Uh, is that going to be on Game Pass? I think so. I'll play it. Yeah, it looked cool. It definitely looked cool. Um, yeah, I'm not I'm not real big on those kind of games, but that one definitely looked uh, like it piqued my interest for sure. Uh, granted, you know, when I'm watching something like this, like E3, I, I, I'm hyped for a lot of things. But <laughs> um, so... But yeah, it looked like something that I would that I would play very subject to what's going on at the time, you know, what else do I have going on kind of thing. But it looked it looked really neat um, for that kind of game. There's not a whole lot of games that move the needle for me, um, but that style, I, I, I was really digging it. How, Adam, you're excited for that too, right? Place look cool to you? Yeah, that looks good. The minute I saw that, I'm like, yep, like that art style. Let's go. And just, Also, uh, okay. Somerville also looks good to me. Since we're talking about like indie games that will be on Game Pass. Yeah, one half of the uh, the Play Dead team, right? Um, people that made Inside and Limbo, which are two phenomenal uh, indie games. I would call those more like horror, like puzzle platformers, you know? And it definitely had that post-apocalyptic Last of Us like vibe, but like with like a family unit, not just like, a, you know, um, a man and a, a young girl. So that looks very interesting. Agree. Man, um, I will say this though, man. This next year and a half of Game Pass, what a time. What a time to be alive, man. Game Pass is going to be looking so sweet. Stacked. Over the next, yeah, like this is all this stuff that was co- – I think everything that they showed was coming to Game Pass except for Battlefield. I think just you know? Battlefield, yeah. Everything else was. And which will eventually be on yeah, Game, like six months Game later, Pass, yeah. EA, EA Play. But did we, did we talk about Battlefield? That shit looked awesome. We can, yeah. I mean, um, uh, I'm not a Battlefield guy, but – I was tempted, you know, like, especially like usually around Black Friday, these things go to half price like that game, like traditionally has. That's why I own Battlefield one. And <laughs> there's another battle I picked up at half price or like as a bundle where it was like two for 60 uh, with something else. Like, um, yeah, that level, what's that it called? Levolution? I don't even know. Yeah. It's what it used to be called. I don't know what it's called now, but that, that was insane, man. That I I'm not a battlefield guy myself. I played here and there, but it, you know, in terms of competing franchises, Call of Duty would be something that I would play more. You know, or traditionally played more. But damn, this looked insane. Um, so it's like 128 up to 128 players. Uh, the map interacts. You know, you can flood things, blow up things. There's weather effects. Um, it just looks like fucking madness. Um, 
you know, and I'm I'm here for it. You know, I feel like all it takes is a handful of, of us to be picking it up for Chris to to pony up and play it. But I think I think I might jump in on that day one. You know, it just looks it just looks crazy. It looks, I'll it looks be there like with it, you, man. Let's fucking go. It just looks it just looks fucking crazy. Like you're just gonna go in there and just be like, oh shit! Like it literally seemed like you were in the middle of a war zone. And I and I absolutely love games that bring. Uh, bring the the battle like that to to a to like a city but like a, like a town it looks like you're just in the middle of i don't know what that area looked like it almost looked like dubai or something like that but it just seemed like an all-out war was going out in in the town um and it looked like the map was just huge like massive um you know props to just, them for you know sticking yeah. with their vision of like you know doing their own thing right like not trying to directly compete with call of duty like having like scale like that sense of scale and vehicles and shit like that i mean i started watching some of their some of their commercials too like their trailers um kind of hyping it up and what i think is going to go well for them is i think they're embracing the ridiculous nature of some of these these battlefields there's there's a there's a particular trailer that's really worth watching especially if you're into some of those it has a lot of celebrities and rappers and singers in it all them playing battlefield and doing all these kind of crazy things in it as oh, well. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I think they're kind of embracing that and just like you said, scale everything going big, crazy in your face, and just everybody can play. Um, and I think they're really, really embracing that mindset. And I think it's going to make for a really fun game. Is it going to be a competitive game, balanced, fair? No, but it's going to be fun. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. And that's and that's that's all I care about. Yeah, it seems like the kind of game that like uh, there'd be minimal like saltiness or tilt when I'm playing it, just because it's like it's so fucking chaotic. Like, wh- what are you gonna do? You know, like I can see myself getting into a helicopter, be like, "How do I drive this shit?" Like making one pass around and then just crashing into something because I get distracted and dude, just being like, well, "That's oh, what I do." The trailer, the trailer literally showed someone piloting a fighter jet, ejecting from the fighter jet. Pulling out an RPG, shooting another fighter jet with their RPG, and then landing back in their own fighter plane. And that's, an, that's a call to players, man. Players started doing that in the game, <laughs> so, so they put it in their trailer. Exactly. Awesome. So, I mean, you when you add that into your trailer, like you just don't give a fuck anymore. And I'm, <laughs> yeah. I'm and I'm here for it. So, sorry, Zach, you were gonna say something earlier. No, no, you I, 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 um, I was pretty much just going to echo everything you're saying, right? Like, it just looks like a huge chaotic mess of, of like, fun. And uh, one cool thing about it that I will point out that uh, I thought was cool that maybe more shooters will maybe adapt is how he was able to customize his gun uh, on the go, pretty much. He got in that elevator and changed up all the attachments on the gun. So I thought that's pretty cool. I'm going to find myself dying a lot while I'm doing that, but uh, that was pretty cool. Yeah. And I'm I'm just excited for the destruction, right? That's always been Battlefield's main thing. Like I'm hoping uh almost everything, if not everything, will be able to be like blown up. So maybe like by the end of the game, the map is literal rubble, right? Like I think that'd be awesome if they could yeah. manage to pull that off. It, it reminds me a lot of like I don't know how much you guys played Battle the most recent Battlefront, but like not a game that I played a ton of, but right now if I go and download it or install it. I could play a couple hours and have fun just on the big scale, big, you know, big fights. And this just seems to take that kind of style to the like on steroids, you know, the battlefront is nowhere near as big. So that's kind of what I'm thinking this game is going to be that something I'm going to play every day, like hardcore, but I can go in, just hop in and just shoot, shoot around, just have some fun 
and with some friends like i mean it's crazy it'd be like four or five of us but would you <laughs> we don't even make up 10 percent of the player pool in that match so it's, that's insane do you think that the new battlefield multiplayer or halo will affect warzone at all I don't know that it's going to affect Warzone because I feel like Warzone has carved out like none of these are battle royales that I know of, you know, and Warzone, I think, has 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 that down and its own gameplay loop is really good. It's not for everyone, but I think I think they've got a good formula. And as long as they continue to update their content and add these things to it, I think they'll be fine. However, I could. So there was a little rumor that Activision could uh, uh, Modern Warfare 2 uh, remaster or something like that, you know. Um, have them have them do something crazy like that to try to compete with with uh, what they're seeing with Battlefield and Halo. It's gonna be a good 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 few months for um, for first person shooters, I think. For sure. Uh, anybody want to talk about anything at the Ubisoft conference? I didn't see uh, anything that was. Yo, the yeah. Avatar game. I was I was obsessed with Avatar when I it forgot came about out, right? Avatar. Like, yeah, I I love that movie. I don't care what anybody says. I don't care about the comparisons they make to Pocahontas. Nothing. I don't care. I enjoy the movie. the movie. I thought it was really good, and I'm so excited for the game. Right, and the fact that I know a lot of people are saying like the Avatar hype has died. Right, like you know uh, he's making four more movies. Like uh, maybe exactly, it has for now, but like that so, that's that's gonna be right back into the cultural zeitgeist. Exactly, and I feel almost like because it's been so long like it's like especially if the game is good if the game comes out and it's good it's going to put avatar back in the light and then yeah you're right the new movies i think come out next year or the year after so they're not super far off so i'm i'm i just, I just hope it's not far cry avatar yeah that's what i don't that's want. my word assassin's creed like avatar yeah like... it's first person so oh is it yeah yeah so i i just i don't but I, I get what you're saying, though, right? Like, I, I just don't want a, a copy of one of their established games in a, and put it in a different skin. I want that game to stand out and be awesome. And, you know, it doesn't have to be a 10, but give me a solid eight, eight, nine game, right? Like, in, I wonder in, how involved uh, James Cameron is, like, with the, the game, because, I mean, I think arguably the best part about Avatar, the movie, is like the, the, the universe and world building, right? Like, I mean, that's what people gravitated towards. Like Pandora was cool. And then like all the technology and stuff, the movie was cool. Like the story was, you know, it's fine. But uh, yeah, the universe was cool. Yeah. Like the universe was what was really, really neat about that. Uh, so yeah, I'll be interested to see, like, you got to imagine he was like pretty involved, right? Like he wouldn't want like For a sure. licensed game coming out that like, I don't know, like negates a bunch of shit that he's about to show off in all these movies. So hopefully like yeah. it ties in well. He, he seems to be the type of guy who's, uh, well, especially with Avatar, he's like every time I see him talk about it, he's so passionate about it and so invested in it. And yeah, you're right. I couldn't imagine them just being like, we're going to do our own story and, you know, you can do your movies. Yeah, he wants to make another few billion bucks off of those uh, <laughs> the sequels. Yeah, it's number one again. So I don't yeah. think any movie will reach the heights of the first one, but that was I, like when 3D was like first making its boom and like, the movie was so colorful that it depends like, on what he does, man. You know, he he's he's traditionally been able to make magic like every he doesn't make a true. lot of movies like but Titanic like Titanic and Avatar like, like when with he, 
I mean, before that, Terminator, Terminator Two, yeah, I mean, even True Lies, which is like you know largely like oh, fun. Shit, dude, like, I forgot he made True Lies. Like one of the best like action comedies like ever. Like that movie's just a blast, like start to finish, and it has some nut. You want to talk about nut scenes? Like there's some nutty shit that happens in that movie that's like really really fun. But there's... as long as we get Arnold as a Navi, I'll be cool. <laughs> there there is one reason that I'm excited for that game, or that the reason I have high hopes for it. I mean, traditionally movie licensed games are what they are right um but for, for me like i i never like i liked the movie avatar i mean i didn't love it i, I liked it I, I never at no point i've ever been like oh man i really wish i could play an avatar game um but when i saw that disney allowed ubisoft to make the star wars games after their meeting about the avatar game that's when i'm like they're on they're, they've got something good here because um, if there's one thing, it's, man, that mouse cares about its fucking games and the way that any of its stuff is is depicted. You saw how much when they put some pressure on EA and then you've got some of the Star Wars games that have come out since, right? Squadrons, Fallen Order, um, all that kind of stuff. So the fact that Disney greenlit these uh, Star Wars games for Ubisoft after their work on Avatar uh, makes me think that that they that this is going to be a quality title. Um, I don't know what to expect. Um and nothing I've seen so far makes me sways me one way or the other, but um, but I think they are <laughs> putting in a putting it. They're gonna put in some good work, and they're gonna give you something that is a that is a quality game at the very least a seven. Um, you know, wait, honestly, if you get a seven from a movie license game, that's kind of a big deal. You know, uh, I think it'll be higher than that. Personally. I mean, I hope so. I hope so. But I mean, traditionally, movie license games are like two, three, fours. You know, like. Some of, like the Fast and the Furious game, and yeah. um, you know, there's some there's some fucking winners out there for sure. But um, yeah, I think I think it's gonna be I think it's gonna be cool, and they'll they'll find a way to make it good, and I'm sure they'll tie them into the movies and whatnot. So I'm I'm excited too because Ubisoft has shown over the past uh, whatever five or six years that man they almost better than anybody on the con in the console market anyways like support their games better than most developers like almost all the games like rainbow six which also extraction looked fucking awesome i think um rainbow six siege still like booming to this day um i would say the only ones they don't really su- I, I think support like far far out or far cry but assassin's creed um rainbow six um for honor, honor yep. the division um, they all they do and and what and I, they and they only get better with time right like for yeah, honor launched and it was like pretty bare and like now that game is so jamboned with stuff the division two full of stuff to do now right like it's ghost recon still getting updates to this day like that's what has me excited too because they they're, they're super passionate about you know getting their games out and making sure that you know their audience plays them for a long time the, the the that's that's a good thing it's also what worries me because sometimes they put out games that still need a lot of support you know sometimes they sometimes they put out some misses with uh the wildlands badlands whatever the ghost the, one of the ghost Recon i think games. both of those have kind of been eh. yeah i have personally not been so good um the last uh watchdogs was very mixed you know it had a lot of issues um they do support it you know and do the some of those games do end up making turnarounds right division one and two um didn't have the best receptions come launch but they kind of made a turnaround you know (laughs) 
But uh, what what they do do well is do do. Um, what they do well is the. <laughs> I think their narratives are good, man. Like the the single player experience that they give you in most of the games is is quite good, you know. And I think like that's they're gonna deliver on that with Avatar and Star Wars, man. You give me a, you know, the end game was whatever. But if you give me an experience like the division one and two up until the end game and you make that star wars or avatar it could be a cool game man hell yeah last thing at ubi uh i don't care but a lot of my friends really like riders republic so i hope they enjoy that yeah i mean another game that looked like f- fun like if you're into that kind of thing it, it kind of reminded me of like old school like 1080 snow uh snowboarding or um like california games back in the day like that's tricky yeah um, Yo, no EA Sports big, man. Come on, man. Where oh is my that? God, EA need it. We need it. Um, I, I want to give one other quick shout out for E3. Um, although I didn't watch the conference live, uh, PC Gaming Show, our friends at Ratloot Games, Lemnus Gate, the Yo, first developer we good. ever interviewed on this podcast, uh, really, really uh, got the uh, all the kind of credit they deserve for that game. You look at PC uh, gamer.com uh, the verge, like they had a lot of stories about that game, um, which is coming out August 3rd. So um, well done to the, the, uh, the team at route loop games. I know they've been working on that a while. Um, it sounded cool a couple of years ago when we interviewed them and uh, I can't wait to finally get my hands on it. Cause that, that looks really fun for our listeners that maybe haven't heard that episode. Uh, you should go back and, and listen to it. We we had, uh, um, I think it was a game director on actually, right? Like that was yes. Uh, yes. And uh, his yeah, name is slipping my mind at the moment. It, mine as well. I will have to uh, pull it up while, while I'm talking. But it is a time loop based shooter um, where you uh, take turns and uh, whatever you do on that turn with the the character is like locked into that time loop forever, and you go back and forth and try to. Um, you know, take an objective uh, and uh, it just sounds and looks very, very cool. And I'm super happy that they uh, are finally getting that, uh, that game out because um, man, 15 bucks on steam pre-order comes out August. It's only 15 bucks. Yep. It's 20, it's $20 game. Oh, that is huge, man. I, I'm telling you just from what I played at PAX that year was awesome. And like, after watching the trailer and how far it's come along, I can't wait like to play it again. Uh, James is from uh, the the name yes. of, uh, of the uh, gentleman from Ratloop Games. So uh, very very exciting. Um, so yeah, wanted to give a little shout out because I saw all, all the articles and I was like, ah, I remember like you know talking. Uh, I saw that on game. the Game Pass little thing. It's like Limitless Gate coming to Game Pass. Like, oh really? I think so. Oh, that's might. awesome. Yeah, oh, so. that I didn't know if it was coming to Game Pass. I saw it was like six, it's like fifteen bucks right now on Steam. There's a there's a pre order deal on it. Um, supposed to be cross play, I think, if I'm not mistaken. So, yep, it's coming to uh, Game Pass. Very cool. I mean, that'll be a an awesome Game Pass game. I I could see that game being like a you know another like Fall Guys or Among Us, where like you know people having access to it, it become or you know Knockout City uh, becomes you know really really popular very quickly. Very stream friendly for sure. Yes, uh, I'm gonna melt my brain a little bit. Like I'm not a naturally like lateral thinker like in you know that's, <laughs> that's not just like accuracy and you know all that kind of stuff like there's a lot of strategy it's kind of like chess with shooting so um that'll be cool to to finally check it out um all right let's uh move. well i guess before we move real quick 
we didn't talk much about it, but how do you feel about Nintendo overall? And we just oh, talked about Oh, gosh, man. Thank you for for uh, catching that, Adam. Uh, yeah, like, so the the Metroid game, Metroid Dread, looked very, very cool. Like, that uh, was, for, for me, like, uh, probably, like, my favorite game that we got to look at. And, um, yeah, Breath of the Wild sequel um, looks neat. Like, I'm excited to play. I don't know much about it. I have heard rumors that it is, like, like the earliest set Zelda game and that you were going to play as Ganon. So Ganon wasn't always evil. And then it's going to be like an origin story of, of sorts um, based on like the Zelda lore and the people kind of picking apart the trailer. If that's the case, like cool. Like, yeah, I mean that that'll be neat. And apparently it'll be set in two time periods and all this stuff. Who knows uh, what it'll actually end up being, but um, neat that we got to look uh, no release date, right? For that, like no window or anything. 2022. Do they say 2022? Okay, I think so. Yeah, I think you're right, actually. Um, yeah, it did say 2022. Other than that, it's the kind of shit that like I'm excited for people that love WarioWare and you know Smash Brothers and all that other stuff. But like that's none of that's for me. Um, that's my take on it. So I'll let you guys. And yeah, there is a game we forgot to talk about. I'll bring it up after we t- finish talking about Nintendo. Okay. Though. Fair <laughs> um, um, yeah, sorry, I'm like. Go ahead. Oh, yeah, my bad. I'm like Chris, where I'm not a real big Nintendo fan. There were some uh, remasters like uh, Advance Wars. That'd be cool for people who care. It's not me. Uh, but yeah, Dread is probably my favorite thing from there. So I think it was good for if you're a Nintendo fan. Again, I think it's the second best conference. It's just not, none of that was for me. I don't care about remasters of 20 year old strategy games, but a lot of people are excited. So good for them. I think it was a good conference, just not things I care about. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was minutes. fine. They had a lot yeah. of stuff. Yeah, they always do their own thing. Yeah, they'll have their own thing at some point. Um, one of the things I didn't get to throw out in my prediction, it wouldn't matter anyway. It's like, I wish we got something more. I don't know, whatever's next for Fire Emblem, you know? That's uh, arguably one of my most played video games ever now. And, uh, that would have been nice. Yeah, I, I would love to get a, some sort of sequel or follow-up or next installment to something. That, give me another three houses or another three story, you know, story for that. Um seems like support for that game has kind of dropped off but man what a great game isn't it what a great fucking yeah. game you know what would be really cool is hearing about bayonetta 3 or metropod 4 but i'm gonna leave that alone yeah <laughs> uh, the, uh, i think like granted it, it like you know it's it's mario theme but it w- may scratch that itch the uh mario rabbits game like if like that kind of tactical Do like based thing. yeah um and it's not exactly like fire emblem like in terms of like the structure or anything like that but for if you like the combat like in fire emblem like the mario rabbits game is gonna have that yeah it's just it's mario know. and the characters man it's just i don't know what, what what it is about that but that's fine yeah you i i like look uh i mean at least uh, did you play fire emblem adam right you did yeah that was one of the my favorite switch games one of the only did, ones i liked was it the first one you've ever played uh for Fire Emblem, I mean. Oh, that's the so. first Fire Emblem. I, I think but, so. Yeah, I don't. I didn't play the 3DS one. I didn't have 3DS. I played it on 3DS, but I didn't beat 3DS. That's the first one I beat. I heard that one was nothing like the other Fire Emblem games, though. They're not all. They're not quite like this. Um. Yeah. No. I mean, that's that's they definitely like the social elements and stuff like that are different. Um. The story I know has always been like kind of like on the heavy side, you know, like where it's like big, like scale and kind of sad, yeah. sad stuff. Zach, did you play Fire Emblem or no? 
Yeah, but man, same with like Persona. I tried getting into like game. I don't know something about those styles of games. I just can't get them out of here. Here's the point out. Well, I'll point out though. My point for people like 100% of the people on this podcast today. um, That was the first time that we first Fire Emblem game. I should say that we played like even though it only connected with three out of the four of us, like they've converted, you know, 75% 75% of our podcast to like fire emblem people where I didn't know anything or care about that series before. So um, I think when they do make the next, uh, you know, fire emblem announcement, it's cool. Like the, we're probably not alone in that. Right. Like, I think there's a yeah, lot of sure. people out there that like so connected, good, man. And, yeah. and I can't, I can't stress enough how much you guys should absolutely play the DLC, the cindered shadows. It has the best fights in that game are in that DLC. In terms of strategy, tactics, um, highly recommend that you guys, it is worth every penny. Highly recommend you guys go and play that. It's a separate thing, so you don't have to like, it's not quite as long, but it's so good, man. It's, yeah, I was thinking so like maybe like at some point over the summer um, or certainly the next time we travel or we're talking about doing like a fall trip, I might like start a, a playthrough, figure out which house I want to do and then maybe do the DLC in conjunction would be kind of cool. Yeah, for sure. Um, we forgot to talk about one game that I thought um, was super impressive, and that's Stalker 2, man. Oh, yeah. Dude, um, Stalker 2 looked fucking phenomenal, man. Um, and that is a game that showed plenty of gameplay. It showed you everything. I thought that was probably the best showing or trailer, like whatever presentation from a game, because it did exactly what it was supposed to do. It gave me a game that I didn't even had never heard of, I had no idea what it was about and probably would have ignored it otherwise and actually made me like, damn, this thing looks freaking cool. It looks creepy, scary. The Graphically, the, the too, gra- like- graphically looks beautiful. It's at 4K ray tracing, not having to sacrifice anything. Um, that that was a perfect, perfectly put together presentation that, that got, got me kind of hyped for that game. And, and pff, Game Pass, you know, like that is a perfect Game Pass game and it looks... It looks awesome and it looks like it has a lot of personality, but it didn't give too much away. That's what we talked about in like our post show. It didn't give me, it didn't give away the whole story. You know, it, it left enough intrigue for me to wonder what is going on there. You know, um, it looked, uh, it looked awesome. And I think that's definitely a game worth checking out. Yeah. I'm very excited for that. Like post-apocalyptic, like sci-fi it's based on a, a film that I, when we were watching the show i said like i'm embarrassed i've never seen this but i know it's like a legendary like russian sci-fi film from the 70s same guy that made solaris um so yeah um definitely one that'll be kind of a no-brainer you know april of next year when it comes out on game pass download it play it give it a shot like even if it something that again doesn't connect it's like all right i will i'm out you know some disk space temporarily and and you know whatever time I put into it. Um, but it, I don't think that'll be the case. This game looks really, really cool. So nice. All right. Um, so for the last few minutes of the podcast, I wanted to talk ratchet and clank rift apart, which I have rolled credits on. Um, I have three more trophies to do. I have to start a second playthrough to finish them, but I don't, I don't have to like beat the game again. Um, probably take me an hour, maybe two to, to get the trophy cleanup boy like it is the most solid like nine game i've ever played like it doesn't get the 10 doesn't get the masterpiece because uh i don't think it evolves the mascot platformer action genre like in any way um 
but it is gorgeous. It's colorful. It's got all kinds of charm and it's just a blast to play. Like, I mean, front to back, um, zero fat on the game. Like, even though there's like some light collectibles, like there's like, I don't know, six or so collectibles like per area. And they're very like, you know, I won't say easy to find, but they're fairly easy. Like you don't have to like, you know, break your, like the God of war ones, you know, that they weren't too bad. Yeah, like if you're any kind of good at exploring, like you'll pick them up naturally through the gameplay. Like you might miss one or two here and there, but they make it very easy to like teleport around and, and scoop them up. You know, you even get a map at the end of the game. Like if you miss anything, you can just go to a planet and get them. Um, so I love that. The weapon variety is nuts. There's 18 different guns that you can acquire throughout the, the game. And they are all incredibly unique and fun to use. And the way that they use, like the they have the progression system in place, um, encourages you to constantly like level up the guns and try them out and kind of use them in interesting combinations um, during the combat. Uh, the rift mechanic, I think, is a little disappointing. Like it's not nearly as groundbreaking as I think everyone was hoping, but it's such a nitpicky complaint compared to like how well everything else um, is done in the, in the game. I mean, it's a perfect length of a game. Uh, the platforming sections are super fun. The rail sections um, are great. Um, I just like, you know, like I said, it's just a, such a solid nine, you know, where it's like almost masterpiece, but just not quite. But um, it, it is so comfortably in that like nine out of ten. Um, and I, I can't recommend it highly enough if you have a PS5 because it I think maybe even better looking than Returnal um, in terms of graphics, like the 60 FPS race, ray tracing. Um, especially with like the art style and stuff just really pops. Um, and of course, like every first party game, it seems like they make really good use of the um, uh, haptic, you know, triggers and uh, what are they called? The adaptive triggers. Uh, and of course, like all the, the 3D rumble stuff. Um, but man, yeah, I, I love that. Like, even if you didn't play the first game, like uh, that's a question a couple of people have asked me, like you can pick this up and like, you know, time. like there's a couple of little things that like you'll you'll chuckle about, like if you're familiar at all with like Ratchet and Clank, but you could jump right into this and and understand what's going on and and uh, be you know as invested in the story and the characters. Uh, so fire away your questions if you guys have any questions, I'll happily uh, field anything um, about it's Ratchet a, and Clank. Yeah, it's a, it's a tough one for me, man. Like I've heard nothing but good things, man. The game d- did look beautiful. I, I I said as much when we were uh, digesting the uh the playstation stuff or whatever it was that, that we saw it state in last play. year yeah state of play it looked it looked really cool you know it's just it's hard, just hard for me to get into those games man like i i would have to have close to nothing else to play to to hop into it i might not regret it but it's it's hard to like kind of incentivize my me to play it just because i'm not i'm just not there's not a whole lot of games where i can play with those kind of character models you know so it is purely a preference thing um i may play it at some point but i i prefer to play games that have you know like more realistic style you know that 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 kind of thing but it looks awesome man it's worth giving a try just because it's insomniac like they know how to make a game like where movement feels like really really like good and fluid and i can't emphasize this enough the progression in that game like you're constantly getting like new powers new guns like yeah so like there's not a stale moment or stretch in that game like it's not there's never a point in that game where i was like this is overstaying it's welcome like i'm bored right and i think of it like i haven't played a mario game since n64 
for the same reason. Really? It's just like, yeah, like all the more, all those little 3D Mario games that have come after, they're, they're just like, like, I know they're good games. They're, I will never doubt that. I know they're good games. It's just like, they just, they're just not satisfying for me because of the way it looks. It is bougie. It's, it's, it goes back to the same shit with yeah. the old platformers. I just, I, when you got a game like Returnal, or Mass Effect, that that's what the game looks like. That's the yeah. shit that I want to play. Sure. So I may play it at some point because I feel like I feel like I'm selling myself short by not playing some of those games. Um, Especially but, you have uh, it for free because we game share. So. Yeah, yeah. So oh. at, at, at some point. But then again, I've spent time playing realistic looking games like fucking Marvel's Avengers. Um, and, you know, there's that. So uh, great game for, <laughs> um, uh, you know, I, I, I can't remember if Natalia is comfortable with like the twin stick thing, but like it, it's a playable yeah. Pixar movie. Like it's like you take some of the best Pixar movies and it legit is that like in terms of like, you know, really charming characters, like it looks gorgeous and, you know, it just embraces like what, what it is. You know what I mean? Like the the villains are like villains, but they're not like you know evil serious like super piece of shit you know villains i don't know like it's... I tr- i've tried so hard to get my wife to play video games to the point that i think i've burned her out on the thought of playing them <laughs> but we haven't played a video game together since little big planet like one or something and then i remember the other day like well not the other day but a while ago she had mentioned she loved playing crash bandicoot as a kid so what did i do i got crash bandicoot it was like a insane collection. Like, yeah on on switch and then i gave it to her and you know she bobbied me and still has it in the wrapper. You know <laughs> she hasn't played, and it's been like over a year. And and she, I mean, she loved the gift, or so she said. But um, yeah, uh, you know, I've been wanting to play, get it, getting her to, to play. It takes two. I, that I want to play. Oh, but um, that's just yeah. so much fun. I gotta finish but, that, with my brother. But fun. yeah, she 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 was not having it. So I don't know if you guys have any Ratchet and Clank questions, but someday, I do. Man. Yeah, I have something, but I'm going to let Zach go first because my thing is kind of like a wrap-up question around Ratchet & Clank, but Zach, sure. I'll let you go first if you got something. Yeah, so I I, uh, I downloaded the 2016 Ratchet & Clank the other day, and I started playing it, and I immediately realized that I'm never going to play a Rift Apart because I do not enjoy playing those games. <laughs> yeah. You see, it's like, Zach's like me. I can't. It's just... that's, I mean, that's why I thought 2016 was uh, was excellent. Like, I enjoyed it. Uh, it you know, it, just, it takes me back to a certain era. Like, I do like, like you know, the new, like, Mario games and stuff. Um I think the time commitment to like so many games are massive. Like it's just such a breath of fresh air, like to step away for, you know, a a little over a week and just play something like casually for like a couple hours here and there. And just like, it's done. Like not only is it done, but like I've almost completed everything I could do in the game. And like should have streamed it, man. I, I I always, like, I love the fact that like Chris's palette for video games, like Chris will play anything. 2d 3d 4d i mean like chris would try any like i don't know you just have such a wide diverse palette for the different type of games that you play you you don't fit into a niche at all like you'll play some shooters you're not you're not big on them but then you'll play like absolutely brutal like uh sadistic games like dark souls and enjoy it you know like i don't and then you'll play ratchet and clank you know like so that would have been something that i would have definitely watched you play it on stream you know yeah, without maybe, worrying like, about spoilers you know when i do like the trophy cleanup uh, um, i probably won't won't stream uh tonight i've been enjoying just having kind of a like a break like as i'm transitioning to new job at work and stuff like that um but next week i'm definitely going to get back to it like so maybe when i do some trophy cleanup like i'll play through Cause I'll have to do at least like a couple of level, like probably two or three levels, like, um, like based on what I can see, like I have left to do. 
So you'll get an opportunity to see it there if nothing else. Yeah, I haven't. I haven't either, man. I've taken. Oh, it's Mass Effect. Mass Effect's been eating my life. Yeah, I barely started like you know three. Like I did like the first few opening missions and like. uh, uh, Yeah, I'm gonna get back to that after. Um, It's, It's not healthy. Like I have literally. That's probably why I was just taking a nap because I'm up <laughs> till like one in the morning every day playing Mass Effect. Uh, yeah, bundling the three games together like that is just not healthy for for um, for you know people like me. <laughs> I think I'm almost done, man. Um, but man, I I think that I sorry I'm going off on a tangent. I'll yeah, talk I mean we could we'll, yeah, let's talk about what you what wrap up. Yeah, wrap up what we've like, been playing. And I'll get well, to Adam's Adam question. had something. Yeah, Adam had something about Ratchet and Clank. Then we. Can, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So I'm looking at uh, a PS5 exclusive list for the rest of the year. Because, you know, Chris, you said Ratchet and Clank's a nine. You guys seem to like Returnal. So thinking ahead to our game of the year discussion, I'm looking at these PS5 games. And basically, they're all out of the way, right? Final Fantasy VII Remake, whatever. Um, I'm just looking at this. So basically, what we have left for PlayStation is Horizon Forbidden West. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. This is hard, maybe. Hard maybe. Hard maybe. <laughs> Um, Deathloop, Ghostwire Tokyo. Mm-hmm. Ghostwire, I think, is a maybe a Deathloop for sure. Um, and then Kena, Bridge of Spirits, which looks interesting. And then Solar Ash are the other ones. So with that list of what might come out the rest of the year and on what you've already played, for our game of the year, do you expect Returnal and Ratchet to be on your list? Not. What do you th- Just kind of, we have no idea. There's other games. There's Xbox, PC, Switch, multi. There's a lot of stuff, but based on that list of exclusive mm. PS5 games, do you expect these guys to be on your short list? Anything like that? So I think our next episode, I want to do like a check-in for like stuff so far, but I will say like off the top of my head, like it takes two, Ratchet and Clank, Returnal, all currently there now. I could see, I think it takes two is not going anywhere. I think that's just such a fucking joyful, amazing piece of art, like video game. Um, there's no way that drops off my list. I could see Ratchet and Clank, um, you know, and or Returnal dropping off, but like it would have to be something pretty um, special um, to knock both of the like there'd have to be a couple of really special games to knock both of them off the list. Like, I feel like Ratchet and Clank might be one of those honorable mention games for me at the end of the year. Like where number it's, six, like where it's like I had a really great time playing, but it, it didn't like I said, it didn't move the bar like right. Like so, Zach, I, I can tell you confidently like if you didn't like ratchet and clank 2016 um it's not that ratchet and clank rift apart doesn't do a lot of things like you know better in a lot of ways but it's largely the same you know type of game so like if you know that wasn't for you like save yourself 70 dollars like you know and however much time like it's just not going to be for you (laughs) i already feel like i know my game of the year and i don't even know if it qualifies but i don't care if it's mass effect it does not it qualifies for me yeah, I mean, I think, of, <laughs> I think of all the PS5 games, I mean, I don't have one yet, but if I were to guess of all the PS5 games, the one that would be uh, on my list for like a top five at the end of the year, it'd probably be Deathloop. Deathloop, yeah. yeah that's too. my most anticipated game, uh, probably like yet to come out this year, like by a country mile. Horizon um, would be there, but I really don't think that game's coming in 2021. Yeah, yeah, same. And uh, Solar Ash, everyone keep apparently people who looked at that game so that game's hype as fuck so apparently pay attention to that one yeah i'll keep it on the radar um i guess i'll i'll wrap so aside from ratchet and clank uh i was playing a little mass effect 3 i put that on pause so i could 
you know wrap up because like once i got going ratchet and clank um i was like ah, i can finish this in a week uh but um i've been doing some uh achievement hunting and a little game called dark souls 3 like i this, saw that <laughs> it's just, just casually man it, yeah. it's it i'm like a fucking moth to the flame where like i'll go through like my installed games and i always have them installed and uh i started a new character on sunday and uh i've got two bosses left to do in the main game like i'm already almost done like with a fresh character and um i'm gonna play through the dlc and stuff but i was like you know if i'm gonna play this like i at least should get something out of it so i am gonna pursue i've got like a few achievements they're really pain in the ass ones um you know to do a little grindy but i've just been putting on podcasts and you know just casually playing dark souls three like you know like like i do you casually play dark souls because i know i know it like listen man like dark souls one three and sekiro and bloodborne are all games that i just know so well that like i can even with a fresh character like just navigate through an area not die beat a boss navigate through the next area not not die beat the boss you know occasionally have a dumb death usually completely my fault like doing some hot shit or like falling off a side or something but like I, it takes me a quarter of the time to play those games. Like, um, you know, I mean, shit, I, I beat Bloodborne on stream, you know, for a rental rush, a solo rental rush in a weekend, like all the DLC and like beat the game. So, like, I just, it's, you know, it's comfort food for me. Whenever I'm stressed out, paradoxically, I'm drawn to playing uh, <laughs> a Souls <stressful> game. Games. <laughs> no, like, I find them relaxing, right? Because, like, I know them so well. Like, there's like kind of a familiarity, like, right, with the boss fights where it makes me feel good because you know i'm so good at them and so familiar that like it doesn't have that challenge that it used to so i can like feel you know like a little sense of victory and stuff i don't know whoop your ass what's that i don't so know just I, talk shit to the bosses as you go through wicked easily just like, I, little bitch. I call i call slight slight bs though because i was there at guardian con when chris was doing his i don't know if it was dark souls one or like the yeah oh, play through no. on the switch that and was, i was like that was he manis. doesn't look like he's enjoying himself whatsoever oh, i was not <laughs> that, that was manis of the abyss which is a like a boss that i had only played a couple of times previously and admittedly like i'm still guard like garbage at that boss like i do all right like um when i play him now <laughs> do you even but, like this game chris see yeah. i know I, oh. I had not played a dark souls game there there's still <laughs> those occasional <laughs> bosses like for sure i mean like even in three like i'm dread there's a couple of bosses i'm dreading that I haven't gotten to yet that like are just hard before sekiro right and like you're selling me on the on the souls games and i'm like that shit doesn't look fun at all you don't look like you're having fun like <laughs> <laughs> so in this in the Soulsborne community right is bloodborne still considered the, the champion um it depends on who you are i think like so like dark souls the original still very much in the conversation um i think most people put bloodborne above like sekiro like um just because like everyone loves that aesthetic and the trick weapons and everything but yeah it's up there i mean it's usually either like dark souls or bloodborne like the original dark souls or bloodborne are like kind of considered like the and then i mean sekiro is very high up on the list too just because you know it was something that was different but like you know, I think right. I think Sekiro is something that's, that appeals more to like ca- like the casual Souls people, like someone like me. Like the the game is not that hard in between bosses, but those boss fights are freaking cool and pretty rewarding. So I don't know how the other games stack up, but I tried to play one of the Dark Souls games and I was like, nah. Someday you gotta you gotta pick up Bloodborne, dude. Please, like. Please. I mean, I, I will, I will. That one, <laughs> I I have committed to playing that one because that the game seems the most like what I liked about Sekiro. Yeah. So uh, definitely will play it might be the next thing i do i still got to do that resident evil stream 
oh, next week. So. I told you, I got that Amish popcorn. I'm gonna like make a big <laughs> giant ba- like batch of gourmet popcorn. I'm going to put you up on the big screen TV, <laughs> and I'm definitely. I, I can't wait to watch you shit your pants. Like I think I might oh, do that next week. Um, oh, not and just play that shit on Max and I have it downloaded and ready to go. I just haven't. I just have, I, I'll probably finish Mass Effect this this weekend. I'm so close. So. What else have you been playing? Anything else besides Mass Effect? So we can kind of look at my it. face. Does it, does it look like I've been playing? No, man. Um, I haven't. I can't. I can't help myself. I mean, <laughs> I I haven't even touched Destiny. I haven't played Destiny in like a, a week, week and a half, two weeks, um, other than our raid, you know. But um, dude, just Mass Effect. Um, I I don't know if it was how much I hated the ending uh, back then, but I have been so surprised at how much I forgot about Mass Effect Three. Um, I wonder if like the ending left such a bad taste in my mouth that my mind erased some of it. Yeah, that game got an unfair bad shake. I, I replayed it, it about four years ago, like when backwards compat was a thing. Yeah. Um, and granted, like I was seeing like the updated ending and stuff, but I think that game got way too bad of a rap for like a, such a small chunk of the game. Like, you know, that I mean, that's literally just a one it little is. place. Like, it is like 90%, 99% of that game was a masterpiece, right? uh is what i remember but i just i don't remember so much of the game and and playing through it playing through it now um and i also like remember i'm traditionally a guy that plays a game once and that's it i don't go and replay games so i didn't i didn't go and watch other than watching it on youtube i didn't watch those updated endings uh i just had my stupid little color and 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 that was it so stupid playing, little color yeah <laughs> you get your red wet red green blue whatever i don't know um well, and you get the so be it yeah so now going back through it um for the first time and i never played any of the dlcs the some of the dlcs in two were great but everything in two i remembered well everything you know but three almost feels like a brand new game to me i didn't i forgot so much of this um but playing it immediately after two you can see its shortcomings like the most annoying thing in three by far is the fact that your quests don't update when you go and you pick these things up out and you know Find someone that has this. It like at least in the first game would tell you where you gotta go. It would kind of update the, the the markers for you. It's pretty obvious to find, but you know that was kind of lame. The lack of of hub worlds in the third one for obvious reasons, but I felt like they could have had a little bit more of that. Um, was 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 unfortunate. But um, I played through the Omega DLC, which I know Chris, you haven't yet. That was phenomenal. I think it's up there with with the Lair of the Shadow Broker for me personally. Um, it doesn't give you like this extra hub and all these other things, but the actual story is is pretty awesome. Um, it introduces a character that I absolutely loved. Um, I won't say more on that because I don't think you've, ex- you've you've played it yet. But um, yeah, about it. Yeah, yeah, really, 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 really cool. I am in the middle of the Leviathan DLC right now, which is was super creepy, um, and, and and I kind of dig that. I'm still in the middle of it, so I haven't I haven't finished it yet um but the only thing with obviously with the dlc with three is a little disappointing because it's it all has to be before the end of the game for obvious reasons um but it seems like they're very much lengthy well done side quests um because you're just you're you're they're almost instance you jump into an instance and you just kind of go through it and that's the thing with omega once you start it you can't come out until you finish it you know you are in there until it's done leviathan is not quite like that but it may as well be you know um, you do travel a little bit, but it's very, very much its own thing progressing on its own. But 
I wish I could tell you how many hours I put into the game. I can't because the save system is, is fucked up for me. <laughs> yes, me too. Uh, oh, you too. Okay. Yeah, so, I said I put like 150 hours yeah, in Mass Effect 2. So, and then the, my next save file from like five minutes earlier says four hours. <laughs> okay, like, so, it's, oh, so it's not just so it's not just no. me. So basically the game the game doesn't do it doesn't uh, handle the um what's it called? The quick resume. Well, it it so if it has quick if you have quick eh, if you have quick resume, it assumes that all the time in between your last playthrough, it adds it into your gameplay time. But it doesn't oh, always man. though. Like also it's like inconsistent. It, if yeah. you restart the game, like, like I said, some of my saves say like four hours and some say a hundred and something like, yeah, you have to exit it. And then it's, instead of like picking up like quick resume, you want to reload your, wherever you saved off last. I didn't so give a shit. I was like, so that. it's like, damn, I wanted to see how much time, I, but it was all messed up. And, and that's how it is in three and two, it would just keep resetting my play time. So I don't know, but I played a lot of it. <laughs> so that's all I've been playing. Zach, how about you? Um, I've been playing a mix of Mass Effect, Gears Tactics, and World War Z. And uh, yeah, I, I've, I've talked about all of them before. Maybe I don't know about World War Z, but you know, that's it's, it's we, fun. We played that, right, Chris? We played that for like a day or two, like randomly picked it up one day and we're just mm -hmm. like, fuck it, this Game is pass. cool. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's fun. It's uh, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't know. This is, I guess, there's a story. If you played through all of them, I don't pay attention to any of that. I just go through and mindlessly kill all the zombies. Uh, I'm excited though because they're releasing a uh, an upgraded version of the game. Uh, it's going to be DLC, and uh, they're putting a Series uh, X like version, pretty much. That's going to add. They said hundreds and hundreds more zombies on screen at once. So I'm super excited for that because there's already a shit ton on screen at once. So I'm excited to see how they're able to uh, handle that and how chaotic it's going to be and everything. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm pumped for that. It's getting me even more excited for Back for Blood. Yeah, that's really good. That's that's going to be the meat and potatoes for sure. Um, you know, of like that kind of style of game. Like, I, I can't wait to have that later in the year. It that that I, after the showcase and everything, when they showed off the PVP in like there's like nine special types of zombies and stuff like in back for blood. It's way deeper than I thought it was going to be, which is awesome. Cause like left for dead and left for dead two weren't incredibly deep. They were just, you know, the loop was awesome. So I'm excited to see, you know, the added depth to that style of game, how it, how it adds to the longevity and everything. Yeah. Word. Yeah. Gears tactics. I know Adam, you, you like that as well, right? Like, that's one of yeah. those ones where I'm like, ah, I feel like I should play it at some point. Cause it looked neat. I'm not a big tactic, like I'm not a big strategy game kind of guy or anything like that. And uh, I, yeah, I, I love it. The gears aesthetic fits perfectly, and you know, it's not it's not too difficult. And um, I'm enjoying the story, you know. But I'm a big gears fan, so I, I, I enjoy the stories and all of them, even like Judgment and everything. So, uh, George, did you but, ever finish four? Um, finish four. Gears of Gears four. No, I did not. I was playing <laughs> with your brother for a little bit um and then um the series x came out yeah <laughs> i mean five five looks great on the series x and it's yeah, like oh one of the God, best games yeah. the year it came out like that was like especially the new dlc man the high busters dlc i had a great time with that unbelievable yeah. we had such yeah. a blast God, my brother and um a friend of ours played yeah that. i was having fun with it and then just the series x came out um and then just kind of yeah. fell by the wayside should happen yeah all the holiday games last year yeah uh, Adam, last but not least, man, like what have you been playing, man? What's 
was spinning uh, in your disk drive or your your hard drive, I guess. Yeah, uh, I did. I did re-download Sea of Thieves, so mm-hmm. getting ready for Jack Sparrow because I'm all about that. I'll oh, play yeah. the sh- I'll play the shit out of that over and over again. A lot of content since last time I played, so been trying to mess with that. Also, Knockout City. If y'all gonna play Knockout City with me, let me know. I gotta play that, man. You guys wanna play it today? I'll play that shit tonight. Can't play it today, but I can play it this weekend. I'm down. Yeah, I'll play play it with you guys this weekend for sure. That game is great. Um, But the main thing is, I finished Watch Dogs Legion. Oh yeah, finally get the story on that. I like the game a lot. I like they've uh, added some new characters with the DLC, and they've had a lot of updates since the game came out. I've always enjoyed it. Like it just works. Where uh, you know, literally look at anybody, get them on your team. Uh, I like the game a lot. It, it's a fun time. A little bit of Watch Dogs Legion. That's how they say it. Uh, <laughs> and uh, George, that's a game that runs in uh, 60 frames with ray tracing on. So, you know, there's that. Yeah, the only problem is that it's Watch Dogs. I like Watch Dogs. <laughs> I know you don't like Watch Dogs. I like Watch Dogs. But I beat the game. I, it's good. Yeah. Waiting for the DLC that they showed off with uh, Wrench and Aiden from the first yeah. two games. So. The multiplayer just launched too recently, right? Yeah, multiplayer is pretty fun. It's exactly like GTA Online, where it's like you start from the bottom and like do the stuff in the world to build your rank up. It's a, it's a game that I should love, man, but I, I I've never been able to shake off the bad taste that the first one left. You know, like it was not uh, great. So I'm with you. On that. None of them so, have ever had any appeal for me. I love the people like them, like or love them. Yeah, but it's not. I th- I thought about it because I've seen it go on sale a couple times, and I'm just like. I don't know. There might come a day where I don't have anything to play or something, and and then maybe, maybe, but I don't know. It doesn't look it doesn't look just not shove looking that good. Right next to Ratchet and Clank in the someday if I have time category. <laughs> yeah, I feel like I'd put Ratchet and Clank ahead because Ratchet and Clank hasn't burned me. Watch Dogs has. You know? <laughs> I give you that, but yeah, let's play Knockout City. But that's all I played. I haven't really played shit. I I'm in the middle of Mass Effect too. I just need to finish it at some point. Good man, so good. I was so tense going into that suicide. I don't remember mission. anything from Mass Effect 2. I thought I did. I don't remember Jack. Oh man, I, 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 I remember Jack. I love Jack's it. cool as hell. I don't remember I, any I'm, of her storyline. I'm, I'm kidding. <laughs> I completely forgot that you had to go to like a prison. That's great. Yeah, the, so the good, loyalty man. missions are, I mean, and the recruitment missions are just so fun. Like the side missions are a slight improvement over. The one, you know, one, but I think where that game. Oh, shines two's is. way better than one, without a doubt. Yeah, <laughs> it's but not th- even close. But I think like where it really shines is like, loyalty you know, stuff. really like the loyalty missions. You could kind of consider like, you know, side quests because they're they're optional. Oh, they're I never had Kasuma before. Is that, that Kasumi? Kasumi. Kasumi. Yeah. Never had her before, and I was like, oh, this she. Yeah, cool. yeah, this. she's she she was DLC. Oh, by the way, um, I thought I saved everyone, but uh, just a spoiler, little might not really a spoiler, but. Kelly Chambers, the uh, yeoman. Oh, you didn't, Cham- you didn't go in time, did you? Uh, no, no, no. I, I saved her. Everybody everybody survived too, but oh. you need to invite her for dinner. You don't romance her. Invite her for dinner and convince her to change her name. I didn't do that, and they fucking offed her in Mass Effect 3. Yeah. <laughs> you didn't change her name? Gone. No, I didn't invite her to dinner because I was trying to be loyal. Um, <laughs> and but, she'll uh, feed your fish for you. You got to do it. Yeah, she, she fed my fish, but she—I don't know—it was weird. But yeah, they—it's weird. They kill her in Mass Effect Three. They—they offed her when when there's the Cerberus assault on the on the on the Citadel. But weird, her name isn't coming up on the the memorial thing too. So I guess she doesn't. She's not that big of a deal character wise. <laughs> but if you don't want her to die. Make her change her name. It's the one thing I fucked up in. It's, and she gets such a shitty death. They don't even like it. Just someone tells you, "Oh, 
She died. She died. <laughs> like it's like a pat, not even a cutscene. It's like a pat, like yeah, at least she by. gets turned into Reaper soup in the second one if you don't get there in time. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I saved everyone in the second one. Nice. So okay. But yeah, good stuff. Great game, man. Great game. Well, that brings us to the end of the show for the week. Uh, we will be doing our uh AVP review. We'll be continuing on with that very soon. There's discussions of possibly trying to get a little weekend uh, recording sesh with a little watch party. Um, so stay tuned. I know some of you guys are patiently, patiently awaiting our thoughts on Predator 2. What a ride. And uh, oh, I got some thoughts. <laughs> and uh, and then Alien 3. I'd be very curious to see what Adam thinks of the assembly cut and then what George makes in the movie overall. Um, I'm one of the people in the camp of I think that obviously doesn't reach the heights of the other two, but I think it's much, much better than it got credit for originally. Um, a lot of people seem to feel that way. So we'll see. Um, and I guess that's it. So have a great weekend, everybody. Thanks for watching slash listening like always. And uh, give us that like the share, the subscribe, especially the share part. Like we really do appreciate when, when you guys, uh, you know, give us the retweets, give us the, uh, a little bit of social media exposure it really does help the show so thanks for doing it and continue to please till next week we love you go pats you need to stop that's a bad sign off <laughs> <laughs>